I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, and welcome to another episode of No Small Roles, a D&D podcast where there are no small roles, but scryings and send-ins galore. So many, the person who cast the spell doesn't always remember what the outcome was. Oh no. I'm David Knight, your dungeon master, and I'm joined by four intrepid interlopers. Say hi, everybody. Hello. Hello. Hi. hi, hi. Uh, Does everyone want to wander into the Crown's Wood? Yes. Yes. I want to gallop and canter into the Crown's Wood. (laughs) Then let's cue the theme tune. Into the darkness. Into the woods. Into the fallopian woods. No. I'm in the Crown's Wood. (laughs) Crown's Wood. Prepare your party of players and polyhedral dice. Your tragic backstory better be worth the sacrifice. Seize your sheets and D20. Let's play D&D. Your haggard character swaggers with daggers in each hand. You've all discussed what you must, but even best laid plans. Take a turn when checks are missed. Roll initiative. Brandish your blades. Don't fail your saves. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is your story. No guts, no glory. Confront your fate with every roll. Every Inside, one who will pay the price. Then chance of success or rest upon the dice. No risk too great, no choice too bold. This is no small rolls. So. Returning to the Swan Inn, Gwendolyn drunkenly passed out, whilst Juna caught Enkidu up with everything that had occurred at the Twaintide Tea Tournament Festival, including the revelations about Carhilda all while tattooing him with a sending spell. With Gaius returning from his tryst with Eustace, the party rested and spent the morning preparing for the journey ahead. Enkidu used his sending tattoo to reach out to Scarpus, Eustace bid farewell to Gaius with a bunch of flowers which turned into butterflies, and Gwendolyn and Juna used a divination spell to learn that the dangerous omens of the Carhilda name were entirely up for interpretation. You looked at the Crownswood map that Enkidu had been given, discussed the local advice and decided which paths to take. And as you readied yourself to leave, 
Juna quickly scried on Gwendolyn's mother, Sigrid, discovering that she was in the Dravanian royal palace. The scry was interrupted by the Petra-possessed Orin hiding in the bushes of the royal palace. With some quick sendings to confirm that Petra was attempting to gather allies, seemingly including Sigrid, you packed up and made your way out of the Swan Inn. And that's basically where we pick it up. Shortest recap ever. Yeah, I mean, it was all of that happened during and around breakfast. So yeah. <laughs> you got the rest of the day to you. Yeah. Um, Horsey time. Yeah, I'm assuming you're all heading out. You're grabbing your horses. You're jumping on the road and traveling away, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Have you named your horses? That's my first question. No, because we don't want them to die. I've named <laughs> mine. <laughs> what's, yours, what's yours called, Daryl? Uh, Clenius. Oh. Named after Clane and Gaius, right? No. Uh, <laughs> I told Gwendolyn. Yeah. Oh, yeah, why... you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've I don't forgotten. Know if... Everyone was around. Ooh. I'll go back and listen to the episode. It'll be fun. Grace. Yeah. Could you call yours Pian and I'll call mine Fellow? <laughs> oh, no. And I'll call oh. mine Tubes. <laughs> Our horses are going to die. <laughs> Horses are gonna die. Oh, what a shame! All four <laughs> drop dead before you reach the crowd's wood. <laughs> something is passing in the air. Oh no! <laughs> oh dear. Um, just uh, I don't mind you even changing the description, but what do each of your four horses look like uh, <laughs> as as you all get them and and travel along the road? D- didn't we just go for like? horses that are basically the horse equivalents of our characters yeah that's that's <laughs> temperament wise that's 100 percent what you went for yeah. <laughs> uh but yeah physically like what 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 do your horses look like uh mine's a piebald black and white horse with a black mane that's some proper horsey terminology there Daryl. <laughs> yeah. with the piebald yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to be like medium size four legs uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, hoofs. Um, yeah. Mine's a, a brown mare that um, has plaits and loves herself. Aww. Mine's a feisty grey mare, uh, and I'm going to call her Starlight. Oh. Source guy. Stay away from Homelander. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Have I just cursed my horse by giving it a bad name? Oh, no. no. <laughs> oh, no. Just any fans of the boys out there, yeah. I mean, to be fair, Carhilda, it goes with a the theme. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> I'll go wrong at this yeah, point. Yeah, Carhilda on the cur- car. Fucking hell, I can't say words. Carhilda on the cursed horse. Duh, yeah. That was worth it. Oh, that's a vocal warm up. Carhilda on, on the cursed horse. horse. Mm Juna's is a like a, a grey old Shetland that has a <laughs> penchant for uh, like nibbling at different food on the road and befriending small creatures. Love it. I love that she's on a Shetland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, can you all make animal handling checks, please? Ooh. Okay. Yes. I'm going to call mine Red Shirt. <laughs> oh, I think this is my first animal handling oh, of the campaign. No. Oh, really? Ten for Juna. <laughs> Whoa there, girl. Seven for Gaius. Oh, God. Well, for Enkidu. Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> the journey along this road. We're terrible Pokemon trainers. <laughs> there is a lot of people who are giving you very wide berths as the four of you are trying to trot along. Um, very much all four of these horses, uh, Starlight and Clenaeus, seem to have, like, they nip at each other every time they get too close. 
um, <laughs> multiple times. Um, Gaius's horse is almost like tripped over Juna's uh, just because he's getting distracted. That uh, she's getting distracted. Yeah, it's a fun journey for all four of you. But <laughs> eventually, after a couple of hours of trying to get these horses in line, you slowly and surely get them to do what you want and travel in mostly the right direction with very little distraction i've put a red bow in her hair so she so i'm gonna call her rouge i'm sticking with tubes yes (laughs) Uh, they're gonna die we've all named them now they're gonna we care about them now we do exactly full name rouge shirt and and there's enough space for um ruana to ride on the horse too even though it's tiny what is ruana now She's still a dog. She's a bloodhound. Blood oh, yeah. so, so she like trots for a bit. Yeah, she just like... Her ears know. are going all over the place. <laughs> she loves tubes so much. <laughs> oh. Come clean here, show us the meaning of haste. <laughs> <laughs> How each different character handles a new horse. <laughs> Um, so it takes most of the rest of the day to reach the edge of the Crownswood. Uh, the road is becoming muddier under hoof. Um, it narrows a little bit and it, as it begins weaving between cedar trees. Um, and very soon, even on the edge of this forest uh, in front of you, uh, the trees grow closer together. Uh, there's there's um, a deep green of their leaves, uh, which means that even as it's getting darker toward the end of the day, Within the forest, the light seems to disappear much quicker um, as these sort of leaves are obscuring most of the sky above you. Um, there are, like, you know, dappled shafts of light uh, as the sun's going down. Um, so you've still got an eye on the road ahead. But the, uh, the road is still fairly easy to see, fairly easy to follow. Thick moss is spreading across almost every trunk, uh, and the further that you travel into this forest, the older that it feels, even though this is a fairly well-worn path. How far into the evening are you travelling? We want to put some distance, don't we? Yeah. Before we get encumbered with the woods. Ooh, how far is the wood stop, would you say, in terms of, like, relative, like, time from where we entered the forest? So, from what you've been told, it's about a two-day's journey through the forest. So, from the edge of the forest to Woodstop, it's about two days to get there. Oh. And that's where we're aiming for, isn't it, first of all? Yeah, yeah. to get last-minute supplies before we I think that's a head. good idea. I am so overriding today. Okay, let's call a halt here and make camp. Um, is there, like, we can still sort of see things through the trees. We're not in thick forest yet. We're in, like, the... You're not thick, thick forest just yet. But, yeah, you can see that the further in you get, the the closer in these trees are, are getting to you. But we're still on a path, right? You're still on a path, yeah. Was, was there a note about staying on the path? I forget. Yeah, yeah there was. Yeah. So we probably want And to... not to follow the, 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 the twinkly lights, lights yeah. And no tree climbing. No tree climbing. Good to know. Okay. That's what it said on the map, yeah. So do we just... We'll just pull over, David, I suppose. Could we ideally pull over where the road is, like, at a slight hill, as opposed Mm. to, like, in a dell, so we can maybe just see a bit further down the road either way? Mm. Oh, yeah. Um... Yeah, so more like a, like a little top of a ridge as opposed to yeah. at the bottom of one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, this road is sort of bumping around and weaving its way. So yeah, there's a little bit of space. I think we'd be like looking out for a bit of like a clearing very close to the road, like with the mm. warning we've been given. Yeah. Um, make a, a survival check, whoever wants to. I'll say whoever it is can uh, do it with advantage. I think Gwendolyn would probably be quite keen to. 
Mm-hmm. You go on, like Gwen. To. Delhi. Ha <laughs> 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 We call it you these days. <laughs> oh, to be honest, call me whatever you want. All right, whatever you want, you do the check. <laughs> that is the most dad joke you've ever done, Juno. <laughs> right? This runs in the family, I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Papa G. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, that is a 13. A 13. So, yeah, it just takes you a little bit longer to travel to find somewhere that you're happy with. Um, and whilst it's not a wide open clearing, it's just a, a spot that yeah it's sort of on a little bit of a ridge and the trees aren't as close to the edge it just means that there's enough space for all of you and your horses and to set up a little perimeter without even getting like without blocking the road in any way at all and Gwendolyn when we were in Vernock Rise and we did our little stealth shopping mission she bought us like a new like tents and bits and bobs so we can camp comfortably yeah, exactly. Okay. Oh, and Gwendolyn sets up her alarm. So yeah, you set up your little camp. Who is taking first watch? Um, well, I'll take uh, I'll take first watch, and I can stay up. I can forego sleep. I'll stay up with you for a bit. I I don't mind taking the first watch. All right. Gwendolyn is already asleep. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> well, I can take her turn if she, you know, decides to sleep all night. I don't mind. Thank you, Enkidu. Sure. Guy just tunes and restrings his uh, lute before retiring. Kitty's gonna fly up. Cool. He's gonna fl- he's gonna fly upwards to the height of the trees, not to escape the canopy, but just mm-hmm. to get the same height of the trees. And well, before it gets too 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 dark, um, see what's about. Juna keeps a very firm eye on Enkidu. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, as you sort of fly higher into into the tree tops. First of all, it's it is sort of you peek, you can you can catch glimpses from between the branches across the top of uh, the forest. And it is extensive. It, it sort of wanders out in almost every direction. There are little patches of of open spots. Um and beyond them, you can already start to see the Felosian hills sort of creeping up almost mountain-like uh, in the distance. Sort of the far distance, a couple of, uh, I'd say nearly a week's ride away, especially with the forest in the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you can just about see them. And it looks pretty normal for uh, yeah. treetops. You can hear sort of the birds and small critters moving around in the leaves around you. Mm-hmm. But nothing that worries you, I would say. Okay. Just looking for like big animals and anything that's, that shakes the tree the tree line. That, mm. that, that would be concerning. T-Rex. Movement in the trees. <laughs> the trees start parting. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing. There's nothing quite. The like glass that. of water ripples. Yeah, there's, there's a <laughs> the bit of a breeze. Shakes. There's a bit of a breeze, so there is some like wafting in the trees, but nothing that looks unnatural. All right, no walking trees just yet. After like he's reassured himself that there's nothing dangerous. Immediately approaching, he'll flip back down back to the group. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, looks clear. That's good. Mm. Um, how are you doing, Enkidu? Oh, <laughs> I'm a little nervous, Miss Septon. This, this this forest is much bigger than I anticipated. Like it's really big. Mm. Well, most things are really big to me. So away, no good. 
<laughs> and so begins the plot twist of the campaign. A <laughs> uh, lot of potential for things to be hiding in these woods. Yeah. Yeah, just there. I'm going to do my best to keep my wits about me and not jump at shadows, you know? I think that's a very good idea, and I think we need to stay together in here, don't we? Aye, we do. So, for the rest of the evening, um, I don't know how long the two of you want to stay awake for before you swap over, if you swap over at all. Yeah, I've used quite a lot of magic today. I feel a bit tired, actually. Well, you turn in, Miss Septon. I can stay sat out here. I'll I'll send um, one of the others out. I don't think you should stay on your own. Okay. I think Gina's going to go and wake Guy up. She's going to let Gwen sleep. Guy, are you all right to take the second watch? No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh. (laughs) All quiet? Very quiet. Okay. What was that? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Keely just side eyes him, <laughs> not moving. There is a um, sort of a comfortable amount of natural noises around you. Uh, it's, whilst it is a very quiet night, <laughs> it's not deathly silent. <laughs> you know, you, you occasionally hear some some smaller creatures moving through the forest. You might hear like the, the flap of some birds above, um, even through the night. At one point, a little group of rabbits seems to hop close to you before scurrying away back into the bushes. Oh, I wish they'd have come out while I was on watch. Oh, he would have spoken to them. Yeah, <laughs> would have been lovely. I wonder why David oh, just said. described them now. <laughs> I know, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the rest of the night uh, goes off without, without any issue, without any worry at all. No sign of any little lights. But you pack up. The next morning, jump on your horses, continue on the way. Uh, As you get further into the forest, the road occasionally becomes slightly trickier to navigate. Sort of the odd river and like a rivulet sort of crossover. And there there are small bridges that have been built, small stone bridges uh, where needed. Sometimes you have to wade through some flooding uh, with your horses. It's quite a warm space under all of these leaves, actually. Um, and there is a, a small waft of, of a breeze that comes through the forest, which smells very nice. But you see very few people as you're travelling through, coming in either direction. What does the breeze smell of, please? Nature. Oh, it's just generically <laughs> nice. Cool. Generically nice. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's especially having come from from Forlos Vale into Vernock Horizon to Kissing Beck, it's having that sort of just open natural sense sort of these cedar trees uh especially that are dotted throughout mm-hmm. the forest are really giving um yeah just a it's 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 fresh air it's lovely yeah uh which is filling your lungs and and making you feel healthier even though you spend a lot of the day on horseback it's nice to be away from all the cities and the buildings and the people no i agreed yeah you know i used to hate the outdoors um Growing up, it was always, you know, the the hubbub and the smell of the city. But, uh, and yeah, I, I also hated it when I was uh, backpacking along uh, Dravain. But, uh, yeah, it's quite nice. Quite nice when you're in, with a group. Mm. I've been meaning to ask you guys. So what's, uh, what's the land of Aeland like? You know, do you have many forests and hills? 
Oh. I mean, I've seen maps, but I don't really have a real clue, you know? Yeah, we got the whole lot, you know? We got, um, uh, David, is, is there any, like, um, place near Fainharth that I would have gone, you know, on, like, summer vacation or with, like, a group of, like, friends or, like, you know, just a bunch of, like, I don't know, my yeah. mum's, like, thug bodyguards and stuff like that? <laughs> So, yeah, just pulling up the map, uh, Fainharth, the, the city, is kind of surrounded by, it's right on a lake. So, lakeside uh, sort of dalliances, quite, quite normal. Uh, but it's also surrounded by um, uh, a group of mountains called the Eminent Peaks. So, I can imagine that you probably went for like hikes through there occasionally um, and sort of more, more foresty patches of that. Oh, yeah. It does get foresty up towards Silmarath. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I didn't really, like, like it. I wasn't, like, much of an outdoorsy type. You know, I was sort of thrust into it, you know, not for my own uh, volition. So, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, I tended to, like, uh, stay by the carriage and, you know, just uh, play and fiddle with with instruments and people and instruments. So, you know, uh, yeah, like, the outdoors was something that I had to sort of, like, adapt and learn to. So, uh yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice being able to like walk and at leisure. Well, not at leisure. I know we gotta get somewhere, but you know what I mean. It almost every now and then I just feel like you know I forget sometimes riding with you guys that like hey it's life or death or like there's a big picture going on. It's just like oh this is what it's like to 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 have the horizon ahead of you with friends. You know, mm. yeah, it's nice. I understand that. Yeah. And you're not being paid to be with me. That's the nice thing as well. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if I if I if I if I die, like your neck is on the line, like that's really nice as well. Yeah, I was more of a city boy, but you know, trees, right, yeah. they're nice. Yeah, understand. Yeah, drama's kind of similar. It's kind of weird. Big sprawling city, but then you had mountains just that side. It's nothing quite like it. Well, on the other side of the Iron Chain. I. <laughs> we were. Just over the mountain from each other. Yeah, we were. Aww. Pryden's pretty rural, so definitely spent a lot of time in the woods and by the river and just exploring. Quite happily spend a day without seeing people. You like roaming about and stuff like that, don't you, Deli? Me? Yeah, I can, ima- I can imagine you like up there, like, you know, in the, in the hills, despite <laughs> the mud and stuff like that. Like, you're just like squelching through there with your best shoes on. Sometimes, yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'd spend some time by myself and, and read, and I feel like uh, with all the information that I've taken in on the past few days, it, it's nice to have um, a bit of peace to let my brain catch up. How are you doing about all of that, Gwen? It's been quite a lot. It's lots to think about. I'm glad I'm with all of you. Just wish Ryan was here. Yeah, me too. Yeah, me three. We all look at Enkidu. <laughs> and Keely kind of like snap, like it snaps to attention. Like, hmm? what, what, what? Miss Orin? I do. I'm concerned for him. I just hope Petra really keeps her word and keeps him safe. Yeah. Yeah, he's right in the middle of it, isn't he? I bet he'll have some good stories. Sure, he will. Cut to <laughs> <laughs> the adventures of further adventures of Orin Quill. Cut to Orin running <laughs> screaming from the palace guards. <laughs> <laughs> About what I saw in that scry, 
I can't, I, I keep thinking back to that thing that we read, the more occasion research re- required, who is guardian of the crown. Mm. Just, just as interesting that they've got, they've got people coming from Orkosh over. Mm. Mm. Maybe she's part of like a delegation or, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Or maybe she's just hired a hired, hired um, guard. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not implicating Sigrid in anything. I just keep thinking about it. That's all. Mm. I'm worried for what they might want from the Orkosians. Mm. Yeah, definitely something of concern there. Mm. Yeah. I've, I have a feeling that once we get more clues into the nature of Henges, we'll see just how important Orkosian history and practices are. Just puzzling out this riddle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be nice to have more answers than questions for once. Agreed. <laughs> Certainly. Definitely ke- keen to do more Orkosian research. Yeah. No. As you all uh, travel on throughout the rest of the day, what's, what's dinner? What's breakfast, lunch, din- lunch and dinner looking like? Nettle soup. Oh, no, we want the blueberries, don't we? Yeah, we do. We want to look for the blueberries, not the red berries. <laughs> I thought red um, berries? I thought we had Enkidu's perfectly preserved pastries. Oh yeah, vacuum oh, sealed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't wait. Was didn't you talk me out of putting it in there, or did I just get chastised for it? I, I don't know because I can't remember putting them in there because I definitely would have done it. I, I don't think you just got you, chastised. Yeah, I don't think you, you vacuum sealed anything, but you probably still took the pastries. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're gotta eat those now because it's been like two days (laughs) rations as well uh yeah and actually we would have stocked up on that sort of thing again when we were in vernal grows yeah all of the sort of like extra ingredients just to like boost up a a nettle soup um on the road like the soup any any rabbits about for dinner yeah yeah. there are a fair few rabbits if you want to go hunting a rabbit anyone fancy rabbit i could do with a rabbit no thanks, Miss Septon. You guys enjoy. I don't need to eat anyway. But Juno, what you gotta do is you can't talk to it because if if you if you make friends with it, I just can't eat it. I just can't. Yeah, I agreed. We find some very quiet, non-talkative rabbits to eat. To eat. <laughs> One lonely rabbit whose leg looks a little bit broken anyway. Oh no! Now I see it. I can't kill it. <laughs> I can't eat. Throws a knife. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Make your attack mm. roll. <laughs> oh. um, that's a natural 20. Oh, no. Oh. Oh. Yeah, pure, it's, it's an instant, instant uh, death for this, for this little rabbit, which, again, uh, in some ways is comforting. There was no pain in it. It was a very slick uh, attack. Uh, but you've got rabbit meat if you want it. It didn't suffer. And I suppose in the way it's like, you know, his energy is being passed on to us. It's the circle of life. Gina skins and cooks the rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> Kid who claps two hands together and bows praise to the rabbit. <laughs> so again, uh, the rest of the evening, um, sort of as you as you push on, you find another good spot to, to settle into. Mark up your alarm, uh, silver string, uh, tie the horses up to make sure that they're not going to go trotting off in the middle of the night. Make sure that they've had a good uh, drink and, you know, food as well. Um, who's taking first watch? I will. Get, oh, sure. Uh, I don't mind taking first watch. I want to have a cheeky scry. <laughs> <laughs> Guys conked out. Oh, can we have also done a sending on one of these days to Myra and Ferrisine? Because I'm getting really worried yeah, about that. Yeah, yeah. Today's a good day to do a f- sending. Yeah. 
If we're about to go to bed, I want to rinse through the magic. Go for it, yeah. Oh, you said that too enthusiastically, David. <laughs> go for it, go on. Nothing can go, go wrong. Use are the magic. <laughs> um, well, yeah, why don't myself and Juna start and you get to zone out for a little bit, Enkidu? Sure. I'm, uh, I think I'm going to go practice. Um, he just finds a quiet spot. Weapon roulette. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Knuckles. Yes, it is actually. How do you keep guessing? <laughs> I can guess what you just from your reaction. That was a really good guess. <laughs> got the brass knuckles. He's just going to play, play in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, June, do you think we could message Myra and Ferrisine? They've been playing on my oh, mind yes. ever since I yeah. realised they hadn't made it to my father's yet. I know it's a long journey. and I just want to see how they are. Yeah. Who would you rather message? Maybe Myra. Oh, I was going to say Ferrisine. I'm happy to go for Myra. Ferrisine probably knows more. Myra might be happier to hear your voice. Well, no, she wouldn't. Myra, Myra's got a bit more of an attitude. <laughs> Maybe Ferrisine then, Ferrisine. Yeah. yeah. Just a little, are you all right? Have you arrived? Where are you? That kind yes. of thing. But they're keeping safe. So yeah, Juna sends, uh, hi, Ferrisine and Myra. Thinking of you. Where are you? Are you safe? We hope so. Hope you arrived. Lots of love, Gwen, Juna. <laughs> I ran out of space. <laughs> you you do straight away hear Ferrisine's, um voice come to you. Um, interestingly, like where like you get a sense of like the person, um, Ferrisine's, like the feeling of her is there's something about it's almost as if she's situated or like part of her aura as it were feels very much like her workshop um so you almost get like a sense of like place and person come through at once not that she's in that place but Mm -hmm. like that same sort of feeling like her identity is strongly linked with it yeah nice and yeah she says uh juna hello uh we're a day or two off pride and now got distracted with some troublemakers but myra let loose a little cheeky minx uh, and that's all you get. <laughs> so Juna relays that to Gwen and oh, says, "Good that they're safe. Should we check who they've had a run-in with? Maybe. Um. Well, maybe. Do you need to use your resources for other things? I, I, I'm happy to do it. If we would just want to check what's going on, just in case it's anybody we might be aware of. Or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah." Uh, so she messages back, good good to hear from you, glad you're nearly there, we'll message you again in a few days, who was the run-in with love? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, um, no one to worry about, some local ruffians, thieves like, Myra wanted to teach them a lesson, so got a bit carried away. We're good though. I think with that, like, we're good though. <laughs> Did she did sound like they were genuinely good though? Well, that's a relief. Uh, yeah, we'll check in with them again in a few days' time. Yeah, and and if they're near to pride, and then they're well, they're near to safety. Yeah, the other person I wondered if we should check in with is um, her name is gone. Your stepmom. Ooh, Carhilda. No, Ka- that's is- my name. Casula. <laughs> Casula. Grace and Vicky tried to do names. Retcon. No. The other person I thought it might be. And Cuny's in the corner, sweating, hesitating, going, Sula? (laughs) 
<laughs> Don't mind the me just forgetting my mum's name. lived with? <laughs> For years. Oh. <laughs> Kisula gone Sigrid in. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> like father, like daughter. Oh. <laughs> you take that back. I immediately, I immediately take it back. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and wreck on that. Uh, <laughs> I just wondered whether we should be in contact with Kisula at some point as we disappeared. Uh, oh, yes. So we did ask her to see if um, she could get hold of the horses for us uh, to see if they were okay. She does know that we're as we're in a more safe place, um, but it might did be worth. Send that we did. <laughs> I can't keep track of the magic. <laughs> <laughs> um, good job, good job. You remember, Gwen? No worries. That's what I'm here for, oh. Juno. <laughs> Grace and Vicky melt. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think she knows that we're all right. And um, if you've got other people you'd like to contact, I'm not so sure we need to contact her right now, unless we want to see how everything's going with Berrien and. Timon and get a feel for that seeing as we're potentially thinking of making our way to Mervi at some point yeah I'm also kind of interested as to what the uh what what was what what, what was left behind when we left mm. it's not very urgent well I suppose uh, when Clayne is ready to get in contact with us he will and I don't know how much I want to tell Kasula the less she knows the less people can try and get out of her well then we'll, then we'll save it yeah and when you're ready to talk about all of this Cahilda stuff, you know I'm here, Gwen. Well, yeah. When you're ready. I'm, I'm not 100% what there is to talk about, really, until we know more. All right. Did you want to scry on someone? That's fun. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> do, do, you want, do you want to scry on someone? I wish I could. Should I just hold your hand whilst you do it and kind of feel involved? Sorry, David. I she just I want to see what Heron's up to. <laughs> She's worried about that. There's so many people she wants to scry on now. I'll I'll forget it by the next episode anyway, so perhaps like different members of the uh Children of Havoc. Could also Pellegree giggles, perhaps. Um now you've seen the vision of that no uh that now that you've seen the vision of that gnome in Pellegree's head, maybe we could try and find out who he is. Oh, the dwarf. Dwarf. That's, do you know what? I went yeah. and repeated myself to say dwarf instead of gnome. And I said gnome a second time. <laughs> well done, me. Yeah, I, I, I'm very worried that all of this is going on. So, yeah, should we, should we, should we give it a go? See yes. if we can ID him. Gwendolyn will hold Juna's hand, but she's actually just keeping lookout. <laughs> Juna's using magic before she goes to bed. <laughs> so, yeah, you sit there with your um, your sort of scrying orb, your amethyst thing, and concentrate on it. And again, this sort of like vision of a screen like uh, drifts up before you. Um, who exactly is it that you're scrying on? I'm going to attempt to scry on the dwarf who we know nothing about. So it's going to be you're going to get some pluses to your wisdom saving throw. Lovely. How many pluses do I get? Some. 
<laughs> we have a look. Thank you. I will take some. <laughs> it's second hand. Yeah, that is. So it's second hand. So it's a plus five for your wisdom save. So that ends up as a 17 altogether then. That matches. Meets it, beats it. Yeah. So, yeah, you try and focus in. And whilst you do get a sense that you have found him, just in trying to actually focus in that vision, it never quite coalesces mm-hmm. um, and, and drifts apart after, after a while of trying. Yeah, sorry, Gwen. I think I only have a very brief image of him and it wasn't connecting tonight. That's all right. Just an idea. Yeah, it's definitely worth a try. Yeah, we are going to have to deal with that particular string at some point. And I'm worried about Kierda. I wonder how much he's actually wrapped up with the children of Havoc or whether he's got his own thing going on. I mean, other than obviously being one of the seven petals. Mm. Yeah, sadly, I, uh, I, ca- I can't use my magic with him. Hopefully we'll get some information soon. Yeah. I was thinking that um, I think that Giggles may have been inside Heron's place and that she maybe came through our homeward door. That's how she ended up in the the henge when Orin saw her. Maybe that's why it was so quiet in Heron's, because she was meant to be guarding there. Yeah. Well, that's a very good idea. Very good theory. Well, it's just something I've been thinking about. Maybe she helped Pellegree escape. Oh, there's a lot going on at the moment, isn't there, Gwen? Yeah. Yeah. How many times can you scry a day? Uh, just the one. Oh! oh. <laughs> I might be able to do another one. I have sorcery points, don't I? Ooh. <laughs> oh, do you want yeah. another cheeky scry? <laughs> yes. But I don't think the DM is going to like it. obviously it would be quite nice to well it'd be quite interesting to scram my mother again it would also be quite nice to um to scry on Dwayne and see how he is because I don't know I keep on feeling about awkward whether we should send him a message or not I don't want to seem too keen but I don't know really how I feel but I kind of want to know how he is and I want to know he's okay and I want to know he's alive and that sort of thing Bebe David Scry on Dwayne if you want to <laughs> do, do you have anything That's of Dwayne's? So begrudging <laughs> like, I haven't prepared well, I'm going to have to make a roll for him anyway, so... Yeah. Oh, look at that. No, it's oh, natural uh... <laughs> <laughs> Do I have anything of him? He's not giving you any of his hair or anything like that, has he? Do you know what? A lock of his hair would have been lovely. Wait, what... here's a question. Rules lawyer can, like, tell me to shut up. Because Gwen has a stronger connection to him, can Juna grant the spell to Gwen and Gwen cast it? And then it's a lower save. Mm, I'll say because this is using right. sorcery points. It's oh, not just nice. yeah. Okay. <laughs> this that's isn't nice just idea, using though. the though. Yeah, in the mm. future, mm. that is a really that's a really clever way around things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I have to have enough spell slots to be able to do that. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. At the moment, I only have one spell slot. I'm using sorcery points to cast it this time. I wish I did have something of his, but. The only thing I have is this postcard that you got for me. It's got a bit of a picture of him on it. It's better than nothing. 
worth a try. Whisk right on Dave. Dave? <laughs> Someone misses their husband. I see how that happened. I can clearly see the Freudian logic there. I want Jeremy to be my husband. So <laughs> get a... The two are just blending together. BG4JC. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> we scry on Dwayne. <laughs> the deliberate pause on Dwayne. I'll say it again so that you can cut out all of that gubbins. <laughs> we scry on oh. Dwayne. Nice. Talking of gubbins, Gwendolyn has been sewing gubbins. <laughs> um, this is such a silly episode. So I rolled a 17. Oh, minus things. Yeah, so that's the thing. I don't know whether or not Dwayne has got... We'll say he's got a plus one. To, to wisdom I assume he, he probably yeah. got a little bit more but I'll just give yeah. it a plus probably one because I don't know the stat um, so 18 then it's but a minus, minus 7 7 oh yeah so definitely comes in under so yeah you concentrate um, and you're having to use yeah a little bit more of your internal energy to like power this this spell up again almost like drawing on like you know I'm a creature of fate like come on like the spell's gotta mm-hmm. work using your sorcery energy and slowly it does form, and you see Dwayne stood on a balcony. It's nighttime, wherever he is. He seems quite relaxed, a little bit contemplative. Uh, but what oh. you can see from like his point of view is he's sort of leaning against a balcony. He's got a, a drink in his hand. Behind him is sort of you, you can see glimpses of a almost like an office type library space. It doesn't look so much like a a bedroom. And there seems to be other people moving about further in. But he's almost like taking his time away from them. Uh, You can see nobody's really approaching him. Nobody's in any rush behind him either. Um, But he's kind of looking out over... Over a small city. From the architecture, the way that the... uh, sort of the stonework uh, on this balcony and behind him. Juno, have you, you've travelled through Aeland, haven't you? I have, yeah. Yeah, so you do recognise Because I'm from it. Sulmarath, so... Exactly. I would have come through going back to the woods up there. You recognise it as, as Aelish stonework. Mm-hmm. Um, but he, uh, he seems... He seems relaxed. He seems at some kind of peace. And how halfling slash draconic is he currently? Uh, he's mostly halfling. Mostly halfling. There is hmm. uh, a bit a bit of a sharper, bluer edge to him, though. Almost as if, yeah, he's relaxed a little bit more into, into that side of himself as well. Uh, and that's what you see. Juna regales that to Gwen and says, On that note, shall we... Uh... Shall we turn in and get the boys out for a watch? Yes, I think uh, Enkidu's building up quite a sweat with his knuckles over there. So, yeah, uh, yeah, it's good to know Dwayne is um, alive, really. Yeah, thank you. Just, just as Juna falls to sleep, just for fun, she just sends Dwayne a sending saying, "Don't." Drink the milk <laughs> with a with a little like he 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 like just as a little little uh, 
tidbit there for, uh, for Dwayne. Please don't uh, make us fight. <laughs> now I've just wasted all my spells. <laughs> uh, insert Jeremy's response. <laughs> Juna, my dear. Hello to you and all the others. And don't worry. I remain completely milk-free. Unless they ask nicely, of course. <laughs> Grace here, keeping you updated with all things No Small Roles related. Firstly, thank you to Sir Cano for a delightful review about how catchy our theme tune is. We couldn't be happier that we are your go-to D&D podcast and that we've inspired you and your friends to start playing too. Now, if you too would like to share your No Small Roles joy with the world, you can leave us a review on iTunes and Podchaser. You can also rate us five stars on Spotify. Patrons! Both episodes of A Familiar Problem, Rowana and Company are now available for your earholes. They will remain Patreon exclusive until mid-October and then we shall release them on the main feed in celebration of Critical Role's visit to the UK. After Daryl's very successful run at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival, he is now touring the UK with Yippie Kaye over the next few months and there is the possibility that he'll be heading across the pond with the show as well. So as soon as we have those dates from Daryl, we will be sharing them here. But do keep an eye on his social media if you want to find out more. We also have some new theatrical endeavours to update you on. Ben is currently in rehearsals for Baba Yaga, a contemporary fairy tale adventure inspired by the Slavic stories of Baba Yaga for everyone aged six years and above. It's a co-production from Theatre Hullabaloo in Darlington and Theatre Porto in Ellesmere Port. And we'll also be touring to the Egg Theatre in Bath. You'll find the ticket link in our show notes. And if you're looking for something a little more adult to enjoy this Christmas, then you'll find me at the iconic Royal Vauxhall Tavern for their panto, Tost. Packed with big hit songs and more laughs per minute than any other grown-up panto. Plus, I'm playing a talking cow, so it's a must-see this Christmas season. But that's all from me for now. Let's get you back to our story. Um, so you all swap over, uh, wake up Gaius, um, and Gaius and Enkidu are awake for a little bit. When it gets into the earlier hours of the morning, uh, who's got the better passive perception, Gaius or Enkidu? Probably Gaius. Mine's like 11. Yeah, I got a pretty good passive perception. Uh, it's 15. Oh, very nice. Um, you're relaxing. You're keeping quiet, but having some polite conversation between the two of you. Nice and relaxed time. Having a little drink. Eating leftover rabbit. And just on the opposite side of the road, drifting between some of the trees, you start to see some little lights. And Keely dismisses the brass knuckles. Guy will be like, right, should we get, get going? Yeah, let's, um, let's, let's observe for now. But are the lights approaching us or are they in the distance? It's interesting. They are almost a similar colour to candlelight. Um, and they are almost just bobbing forwards and backwards. Probably about three or four trees beyond the other side of the road. But, you know, bright enough that they catch your attention. Let's uh, let's start get going. I guess it's like, yeah. you know, it's daybreak in like, what, an hour? 
Yeah, which is strange that we got lights showing up now. And uh, what direction are the lights coming from, David? If we're facing, if we're facing the the hills, the mountains, facing the east. Say so they're kind of like to the south of you. Oh wait, wait, sorry. We're we're on the north side. Exactly. You're on the north side of the road, and all these lights are on the the southern side. Right. So the side of the road. Right. Okay. Good to know. Um, are we wake? I will wake up Gwen and Juna, relay this, and start suggesting we pack our bags and head on. No. Yeah. Who's keeping a watch of them? I'll keep a watch on them. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Goodness oh, sake. Oh, no! Oh, here we go. It's the last time I do that for you. Um, <laughs> I think that's a 15. Oh, wait. No, it's not. It's a it's a 19. 19. Oh. oh, nice. I've not been checking my sheet properly to know that I've got a plus five in wisdom saves. <laughs> I don't know how. Oh, sweet. Whoa. Nice. So you do get the sense the more that you watch them and the more they kind of bob forwards and backwards you do take a couple of steps onto the road toward them before you kind of stop yourself from like walking too much closer but you you're keeping an eye but you're not you're not moving toward them you get the sense that they kind of want you to though can i hear anything or am i just is it just a visual like kind of it's just visual um mm. make a perception check or oh. Uh, 16. 16. Um, you can hear some small scurrying, I'd say, just like through the leaves up around that distance. I'm going to tentatively shoot an Eldritch Blast in that direction just to see what I disturb. T- tentatively. I tentatively cock my gun and fire it. <laughs> <laughs> Kaboom! <laughs> make, make an attack roll for me. <laughs> um that is a 22 no wait it's 24 24 nice um so yeah you um sort of this streak of light like erupts out of you like lights up the trees as it blasts its way through and even collides with one of the small lights which you know seems to retract very quickly and the others sort of scatter about a little bit very haphazardly slightly higher up into the trees but they still kind of drift there a little bit further off. Hey, Yankito, you gotta be careful. We don't know if we want to, like, anger these little things. Well, they've already started their kind of attack. I almost fell under their kind of spell. Don't look at them. Don't look at them directly. Well, they are okay. quite pretty, though. Don't look, Deli. I don't clasp look. my hands around <laughs> Deli's eyes. <laughs> I've just woken up again, and I just, you know. All right, don't. Don't follow the lights. Uh, no, no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they just don't seem that dangerous no they're obviously gonna pull you somewhere that you don't know don't don't look into them they seem to be sentient somehow i hit one of them and then the rest of them reacted so let's let's get away from them carefully gwendolyn's trying not to look but she does look where's the horses david where are the horses oh no where are the horses <laughs> they're, they're tied up they're tied up with you within the alarm space. <sighs> Please say we okay. had blinders for the horses while they slept. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You bought all of all of the stuff you needed for horses to relax themselves. Oh my yeah. Gosh. Um, as you are all packing up though, and all just trying to not look at these lights. Can you make a wisdom saving throw, please? Oh. Every single one of you. Oh Every no. Single one of us. Uh, is it against magic? Uh, no. Okay. What? Then, no, I have advantage if it's magic. David, am I trying to be charmed? Yes. Then I have advantage. Sweet. Can I get some of that advantage? I just rolled a natural one. Oh! <laughs> no. I rolled 19. 
I rolled a natural 20 for a 22. Whoa. That's Good great. for y'all. I rolled a 12, even with advantage. I rolled a 9 and then an 8, so I've got 12. So, yeah, Enkidu and Gaius, <laughs> the two of you are very certain that you want to make sure that no one's looking at them. Uh, you, like, Enkidu, you're like, okay, I know what they're trying to do. I'm going to keep an eye on where they are mm-hmm. and also try and stop everyone else looking at them. So I've got to keep watching them. Guys, you sort of do much the same. Like, you're like, yeah, cover co- cover Gwendolyn's eyes. Oh, Start packing up the thing. And it's not long before the two of you find yourselves slowly, as you're sort of packing stuff up, just like edging your way across the road. Are we aware we're doing this, David? Um, yes. Yeah. No, no, Guy and Kidu. And Kidu is a couple of trees in, um, I'll say, especially with a natural one. Just before you even catch yourselves again the lights are much closer to you than Kidu uh, you almost feel like you could reach out and like blow them out uh, if you just stepped a couple of trees closer his arm would raise up slowly as if to touch it Kidu, what are you doing? Juna's trying to pull him back but uh, it's obviously not very good at that if Gaius is aware of this um, he's self aware Gaius is going to cast charm personal on Kidu. <gasps> nice. <laughs> that's brilliant. What do I roll to save? Uh, that's a wisdom save, mate. Oh, do I? Oh, wait. I'm not. I, am I self-aware or am I not self-aware? I can't help you but are... walk towards them. Right? Exactly. You're you're self-aware of what's you, you're aware. Of, yeah, what's happening, but there is still the almost the compulsion to keep moving towards them. It's like the forest equivalent of frosting. Yeah, it's hypnotic. <laughs> do I know that guy has cast a spell on me? Uh, I think so. How does how does that spell work, Gaius? Yeah. Um, basically, I cast it. Let's see, in a range of thirty feet, um, I cast it obviously through like my music. So I, I whip out my loot very quickly and just play a few strums. Yeah, that's how it's done, and it's uh, a, a, a saving throw. Um, if you're charmed by me, then you know uh, it basically regards me as a friendly acquaintance, and you do your best to um, uh, help your friend. All right, so I can choose to fail the save, right? Yeah, I'll say so. Okay, cool. Then I won't save. I'll just be like, "Hey, buddy, I need you. I need. I need your help over here. You know, we need to get these things sorted. We need to get on the road. My back's really hurting. You know, I really need your help with these things right here over here. So you better come back over here." I almost imagine that Gaius is like saying this, moving right up to Enkidu, but still slightly walking towards the lights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's mm. al- it's like it's almost like um like mm. I'm a drunk walking down the hill, being like, "No, we gotta go about there. Yeah. We gotta go about yeah, there." Exactly that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go, know, yeah. I'm like, well, I want to go this way. Like, like if I like... if I I know if I can get to Enkidu and start pulling him backwards, but I'm trying <laughs> to get him to like meet the like meet in the middle somehow. Exactly. Okay, here's here's the thing. If I'm being compelled by two different forces now. Do I roll to decide which one is stronger? Has a stronger effect on me, or is it is it stronger because I failed the save against Chris intentionally? I don't know because mm. I failed both. I say you. I? I mean, just you just have to try to do both at the same time. You you, you want to move. You have you want to move towards these lights, but mm. you're hearing your friend who's saying maybe we shouldn't. So it's like, but at the same time, your friend who's saying we shouldn't is also wandering toward the same place that you want to go. So, guys, you need to make up your mind. I think. I think I can't move. I I really really want to leave with you right now, but I I'm actually going to go over this way at the same time. <laughs> yeah, Juno and Gwendolyn sort of like rushing in behind the two of them as well. Yeah, yeah. I think Gwendolyn's going to kind of rush in and try and 
grab, uh, I suppose it looks like Gaius is trying to grab Enkidus, so Gwendolyn's going to try and grab Gaius in a kind of chain. And I think Juna this whole time has been holding on to Enkidu as he's been walking, just sort of trying to pull him back, but I imagine that she's not going to get very far with that. <laughs> as the as sort of four of you start like yeah, like huddling in and just pulling each other you realise that the leaves under your feet um, sort of like the moss and the leaves have just become ever so slightly stickier oh no oh, um, and as you take a few more like sort of, sort of struggling steps with everybody um, you find it almost like your feet are tangling up in something oh, in the darkness dear. classic uh, Gwendolyn's going to be trying to kick off the tangled things off her feet. She's going to be trying to attack the floor. Sure. Uh, yeah, so you yeah, you sort of stop for a moment and start, like, you know, trying to pull it up. Um, and as you, you, you know, you can't see much, but these lights do just uh, are casting, like, sort of little dim um, reflections and things across. Um, and it's, 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 it's quite like a sticky a sticky mess under 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 your feet and even as you reach down and try to like pull some of it off like you realize that your fingers stick together quite easily in this Ugh. gunk oh dear um and then the lights go out oh, oh no. no can you all roll initiative please yes yeah, do it Fudge it was all going me. just too like silly that i could feel something brewing I rolled a natural one. Me too. Well, you can't roll a natural one for initiative, can you? It doesn't count as a failure. You just add your... No, we yeah. Yeah. definitely have to go last. No, though. yeah, yeah. But I mean, Depends. my initiative is pretty good, so I'm on seven. Mm. Nice. I'm on four in total. Nice. Oh, no. No, five. Five for Juna, seven for Gaius. And Kidu? 18. And Gwendolyn? 20 for Gwendolyn. Ooh, nice. nice. We went up in ascending order. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Looking up my screen. <laughs> so, as the lights go out, the uh, sort of the charm effect, that that feeling of wanting to move any closer, uh, is gone for both Gaius and Enkidu. You realise that you have gotten yourself slightly stuck, but you, yeah, th- there's no there's no compulsion to to move any further into this little into this little natural trap that's been laid for you. However. Uh, what the four of you do suddenly feel are small things dropping from the trees above you <gasps> and oh, no. skittering down your arms, <gasps> down your legs, and covering, like, not covering, but like, so, yeah, moving down your head, down your shoulders, uh, across your stomachs, and then they start biting. <gasps> what? Uh, what's everybody's ACs? Because that's going to be a quicker way to do this. <laughs> Oh no, no. 16. Uh, 18. 15. 13. 13? Yeah. What? Man, we need to get you some armor. I oh, know. I feel like I had some sort of spell at some point that I was. Mage gonna... armor? Oh, yeah, there was a mage armor, something or other, but I've not got that in the middle of the woods in the middle of the night, have I? It's a spell. I definitely had the wand of that at some point because my AC is so low, uh... but, but there's nothing I could do about Did that. Did we now. lose that? Potentially, I don't okay. know. Or no, we don't have a battery for it, but you can channel a spell slot into it. Do I have time to do that, David? Uh, maybe on your turn. Cool. So yeah, <laughs> 13 then. Sure. So Gwendolyn, Enkidu and Juna, you, sort of all of you are feeling these like sort of these these bites and it almost feels like uh, insect bites 
that start like popping like almost mosquito-y um, sort of like running their ways up and down your body uh, yeah Juna Gwendolyn and Enkidu you feel something sort of almost get between your clothes get between your armor find a patch of skin and just sink some fang some little proboscis into you um, so you each take uh, 10 points of piercing damage how much? Oh. Ten points. I heard what he said, but I couldn't believe it. Yep. Um, as uh, these little things, uh, unseen insects, sort of latch on, um, and you can feel them sort of like biting, sucking, and just like genuinely being a little little pain. Uh, guys, <laughs> you start like yeah, batting them away, and luckily none of them, none of them bite you just yet. But Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Gwendolyn is going to try and run to the road. Uh, yes, you are semi-stuck at the moment, though. Uh, okay. So it is a bit of a sort of trying to like loosen your legs is proving incredibly difficult. Okay. Does that mean I have half movement, or do I have to do a uh, make a oh make a dexterity saving throw for me? Eighteen. 18, yeah, that's enough. Uh, sort of like, yeah, you pull your feet free, just enough that you get, like, one foot, like, out of a bit patch of stickiness, pull the other one and, like, yeah, stumble your way out toward the road. And then she wants to, I don't know if this kind of works as an attack, but, like, kind of throw herself, like, because the, the road is much more, like, I mean, is it solid? Stony? It's more solid than the yeah. forest floor. She wants to kind of throw herself to the floor and, like, roll to try and, like, splat any of these <laughs> bugs. So I suppose that's kind of an unarmored strike. Sure, yeah, I'll allow it as an unarmored strike. <laughs> so that's uh, 20 to hit some buggies. 20 does hit some buggies. Uh, how much damage you got? Uh, Diddy's going to be... Uh, nine points of damage. Sweet. Uh, yeah, you, feel, you do feel definite bug squishes around you. Great. Okay, so... Can I just like flurry of blows it and do another like uh, two rolls? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, to try yeah, and slapping, slapping anywhere that you feel. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah just trying to like roll of the dice and a uh, roll of my body and just slapping and just like trying to get everything off me. Um, now I'm not directly under trees ish. Um, so uh, that is a seventeen. Seventeen does hit, and that's five points of damage. And then my last one. Uh, uh, that is an 11. An 11 doesn't hit, unfortunately. That's fair. Yeah, you feel like something scurry, uh, like almost up your neck. And as you sort of slap it away, it's almost gone too far. And it's sort of then up into your hair. As my free action, going to shout to the to my friends to be like, get out of the forest. Nice. And Kidu, it's your turn. Yep. Time to quit this shit. Um... He crosses his arms before his chest. Um, he's, he'll breathe out some mist as his body temperature plummets as he casts Armor of Agathis on himself. Oh, nice. Um, fuck these bugs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he'll, he'll cast that. Can't cast anything else. Jumped. So yeah, he'll try to kind of walk free as best as he can to get yeah. back towards Delhi and the horses. Make a dexterity saving throw for us. Wonderful. Never mind. I rolled a natural two. So yeah, you take like half a step and almost like fall onto one knee and feel like like the stickiness just like wrap itself around your leg. Oh no, yeah, that's it. I I, I think 
Um, just slap away at all of these bugs. Yeah, I'm just trying to like <laughs> shimmy them down. Hopefully, the the, old, the cold armor freezes the ones that are already on his body. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gaius, what are you doing? Just so I'm clear, um, which of the two looks more dif- like in trouble at the moment? In terms of is it is it Juno or is it Enkidu? Both seem to be pretty covered in stuff from what you can see in the dark. I mean, you elvish eyes anyway. But from my knowledge, um, do I know who's the most dexterous? Yeah, I'd say so. You've you've adventured long enough. You know who's better at getting out of scrapes and things. Cool, guys. Who's got the higher dex? Uh, Seventeen. Sixteen. Okay, I'm I'm gonna grab Juna because I assume she's near me because she was pulling at me and 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 Kido, and I'm just gonna be like, "Do you trust me?" Yes. And then I will pull her back onto the floor, and rather than falling onto a floor, we fall um, sort of vertically through the air and then land on the on the road as I've cast Dimension Door. Sweet! Whoa! Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. You sort of like pull her and like just roll backwards into yeah, it's, this. It's, it's, yeah, so we, yeah. We, we fall backwards but we actually end up stepping onto the roads like stood up. That is so cool. Uh, the bugs that are currently on you are still on you as they've sort of come through the portal together but at least you are out of the the sort of sticky space. Yeah. As it were. Cool. Have you got anything else? Um, gosh, I don't think these bugs can be, like, persuaded, can they? Because they're, like, all different entities and stuff like that. So I'm going to just simply cast um, Healing Word on Enkidu. And mm. it's going to be uh, six. Nice. Actually, no, I'm going to do that at second level. It's going to be, yeah, 12. Well, I'm back up to full because I only lost 10 hit points and I got the 15 temporary hit points. Cool, so, so yeah. yeah, you go. Sweet. Boom. Nice. Uh, in which case, Juna, it's your turn. Uh, the first thing she's going to do is remember that she uh, can power up the wand with a cheeky spell slot and cast mage armor on herself. She suddenly feels very vulnerable. So that raises your armor to 18, doesn't it? No, 16, because my dex modifier is only 3. Uh, so that's the first thing that she's going to do. Are there like, lots of little bugs around? Uh, all around, all over you and Gaius, and a few on Gwendolyn, who's rolling around on the on the road beside you as well. Um, I don't think I have any magic that's going to really help get rid of them, other than just I'm going to try and swat as many with my quarterstaff as I can. <laughs> Absolutely. Make an attack roll, please. 19 to hit. Oh, 19 hits. Yeah, roll your damage. Lovely. Five. I'm going to uh, use a sorcery point just because I really want to uh, to cast a cantrip, which is green flame ba- blade. To uh, so as she swats a bug, does she just like hit one bug? Uh, yes. Yeah, so she's basically like hit like one of the swarm that's sort of that's wor- uh, like sort of rushing over you. So as she does that, she casts green flame blade, which is really hard to say. And so what then happens is from the quarterstaff, this sort of green electricity jumps is there another bug within five feet of the one that i've hit well yeah uh, there's a couple on gaius as well uh so the like the the nearest bug to the one i've just swatted gets like like i'm trying to barbecue it with this green electricity and the damage eight eight points of damage amazing and as this sort of like arc of green uh uh energy sort of like bounces off of you and like sort of surrounds the uh, Gaius and like zaps some of the bugs on him you do catch just a glimpse of uh, a little bit more of what they look like and they are probably about like palm sized spidery type things 
sort of at, some of them are, are, have got a slightly more bulbous abdomens uh, that as this sort of energy sort of shocks them they glow ever so slightly before fizzling out and just falling off of him Ooh. oh and then she also says thank you guy I should have said that at the beginning of my go uh, it is then their turn and those of you who have a bug attached say so, yeah uh, Gwendolyn Juna and Enkidu you instantly take 10 points of damage. Jeez. Um, as you feel the ones that have already bitten into your skin just, like, continue to to chow down. Um, they... Oh, I was going to say, the ones that are attached to you, they take more damage, right? Thank you, do. They take 20 points of damage each. Cold damage. Oh, sweet. So, yeah, the one as it sort of, like, bites further into you, you just suddenly feel like an ice cube, uh, yep. like, sort of solidify on your arm and just, like, <laughs> fall off. Amazing. But then... Uh, the rest of them that are still scurrying around all of you do try to take more bites. Uh, so, for Gwendolyn, uh, one more uh, takes another chunk and latches on. Uh, that's another 10 points of damage for you, Gwendolyn. Wait a minute, so that means I'm taking 20 total damage. That's right. What? And can you do one more takes a bite of you? Does it uh, take more icy damage? Yeah. Amazing. So, again, it fizzles up <laughs> and, like, almost like, yeah slides off of you and you can feel the others like trying to catch a, a grip of you and it's just falling off of this like icy shield that you've created around yourself nice Gaius you feel one has crawled almost through a small hole in your trousers um, oh, no. and it's just like taken like has in, uh, chunked itself into your shin uh, oh. so you take 10 points of damage oh it's so bony um, and Juna you feel two more uh, sort of one on a shoulder and the other down uh, the opposite arm um, latch on, so you take another 20 points of damage as well. Is this with my new armor class? Uh, yes, unfortunately it is. Juno's not looking great. Oh no, already! <laughs> or she, yeah. Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Can I, like, work out how many are on me? I think you've got two on you at the moment. Okay, can I see how many are on Juna? Uh, Juna's got three stuck on her. Um, Gaius has got one on him, and then Kido's a little bit further off. All you can see is like this shiny, almost like misty, like smoke machine mm-hmm. <laughs> out in the forest. Okay. He seems all right. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. I am going to get out the Rose War fan. And I am going to hope upon Hall Hopes that throwing it at one of the ones that I can see on Juna, I can get it to blast off her. Like, if I can see a very clear one that's not going to, like, not too close to anything major on Juna. Juna says to Gwen, I believe in you! Okay. (laughs) Uh, So that's what I'm going to do. That is a 18 to hit the uh, bug on Juna. 18 hits, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And because I'm using it as a monk weapon, um, I do gain a plus one bonus to my AC. So I'm currently 16 is my AC now. Nice. And because it is a monk weapon, I can use, I get a D4. I get Mm. a D6 because that's my martial arts dice. And I get to add my dexterity modifier. So that is... Eight points of damage to that one on Juna. Uh, amazing, yeah, and it knocks one of them off uh, as as this sort of fragrant fan comes like wafting past you, Gaius, sort of slamming into one of the uh, uh, the, the bugs on Juna's uh, arm. 
uh, scattering that and a couple more off as well, and then just disappearing in a, a puff of petal. What was that? <laughs> As it returns to me, I am going to do exactly the same thing on another bug that I see on Juna, hopefully. Oh, well, that's a 10. A 10, unfortunately, doesn't. Again, it gets very close, but just as you were aiming for the one on Juna's shoulder, there's just a small flinch from Juna. Um, it's very close <laughs> to her face. Yeah. Uh, I still believe in you. Uh, which, unfortunately, just like makes it miss. I'm going to spend a key point to use Flurry of Blows on my bonus action, so I get two more unarmored hits. Yeah. And I am going to try and punch a bug off Juna. Nice. Uh, <laughs> I really want you to do this. <laughs> which is a 12. 12 hits? Yeah. Yay. Okay. That is... Um, nine points of damage. Another nine points of damage. Amazing. Okay, and one more bug to try and get off Juna with my final of the two flurry of blows. Oh, but I don't think I'm going to do it because that's an eight. Uh, an eight does not hit, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, but two bugs are off of Juna with this sort of like flurry of fan and punching. Very well done. And Kidu, it's it's your turn. Uh, first of all, you realise that with the armour sort of very definitely doing its job. Uh, you don't have any of the insects on you. And in fact, even the ones sort of close around your feet are starting to scurry away. Sweet. I don't know how much <laughs> of that you can see in the dark. Oh, I've, I gave up my eyesight in the dark a long time ago. I can't see shit. <laughs> <laughs> so you just have an awareness that everybody is like, you know, you've seen the flash of Dimension Door. You kind of have an idea of where everybody is. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, beyond that, you're not... <laughs> you, can, you can see the outline of some trees in front of you. <laughs> right. You've seen the green flame blade go barbecue one. So I can't see where Juna is. Um, You've got an idea though, but yeah, you're gonna have to move over there to yeah to get a clear. Oh wait, I've got an idea then. All right, cool. Um, seeing that there's no bugs on me, um, I'm gonna put a turn and face where I think the others are, and I'm gonna misty step through the darkness. Yeah, see <laughs> <into> that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, can you? make a charisma check. Oh, wow. It'd be really so, hilarious if I fail that, right? Plus eight. <laughs> well, yeah. Come on, Abraka lad. 21. 21, yeah. yeah. You, sort of, you trust in your magic, you trust in, in, in your own skills, and you land um, just behind, on the opposite side, just outside of Gwendolyn's like, alarm uh, ring. But mm-hmm. you'd land close enough that you can see everyone around you. Great. Can I see a bug on Juna? Uh, yes, I will allow it with a 21. Okay. Uh, Thorn, please try to hold still and he'll like point his finger. <laughs> is, it another, gonna... is it another tentative? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's gonna like, he's, if I've seen you, Hakusho, when he uses like the spirit gun, he just points his fingers and shoots his beam. He's gonna pop two shots <laughs> with his finger at the bug. <laughs> Tentatively, nice. I put my grenades in my grenade launcher. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking my, my friend with a <laughs> rifle. <laughs> Twice. <laughs> Twice. Well, I'll shoot one to see if it hit. Oh, oh I can't hop. That's, it's, a, it's one action, two shots. So Yeah, yep. exactly. Oh, oh. Two shots coming out. Oh, no. <laughs> um, here we go. Fuck you, bugs. <laughs> Bug. Juna holds very still. One of them is a natural one. Oh, no. Oh. So that's good. Oh. And the other one was a 24. <laughs> so. 24. So 24 hits. Roll damage for 24. 
Uh, is it two D10s or is it goes and then Kidu kills Juna. Juna <laughs> dies with an Eldritch blast. <laughs> oh, maybe. Uh, that's fourteen points of force damage. Fourteen points, nice. So uh, the bug is decimated with uh, one of the shots. <laughs> However, as you are then pulling back, going, I got that bug. The second shot goes off. My question would be... Oh, no! It was a natural one. It was a natural one. I'm going to give you the choice of moving your finger out of the way of Juna or knowing that it's going to hit Juna in the shoulder. Wait, out... out mm. So you can move it out of the way and not know what it's going to hit or you can uh, knowingly I can't hit, hit Juna. Juna. I can't hit Juna. <laughs> Kiru cannot hit Juna. You cannot do that. You would just like... Ah, shoot it the other way. Amazing. Um, Gwendolyn and Gaius, who wants odds? Who wants evens? Oh, <laughs> oh my god. I'll have uh, odds. I'll have evens in that case. Three. It's an odd. Uh, so as you sort of pull back, uh, unfortunately, yeah, Gaius <laughs> gets the shot in his side instead. Uh, so if you could roll oh, damage there. Oh no, I still roll damage on that. He was probably the closest as well. He was currently shaking his leg, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sorry, buddy. That's 12 points of force damage. That's okay, pal. <laughs> I can take it. Amazing. Um, Gaius, it's then your turn. I'm going to try and not take that personally. And he is going to um, play a song, a song of healing. And all of you feel, you get this sense that this is possibly the most powerful you felt, this healing as Ooh. I'm going to use a fifth level spell slot to cast Mass Cure Wounds. So every single one of you, including myself, is going to get 3d8 plus 4. Wow! Oh, hefty. 22 points of healing for everyone as you wow. just suddenly you all feel a little really bit... Yeah, you all feel a little bit like your wounds are like sort of mending and healing at a fast rate. Um, sort of like almost like a warm medic pack has just been slammed on there your hot water bottle has just gone right in there and it's seared it's seared your skin you know when you put it on like on contact when it's just like brand new but you know it's a good sear and then you look down it's a bit more healed thank you guy and there's still there's still quite a lot going on with Juno but that's much better yeah and just to be clear as well um, Enkidu is still in the forest Oh, yeah, he's right next to you. No, oh, so, so he's on the road then? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. And Kido's, yeah. like, bamfed, uh, t- he's teleported out, so yeah, he stood it. next to you guys. Fine, yeah. I'll yeah. bardically inspire um, Juna. Oh, Juna, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow my mind, hey, Juna! <laughs> Amazing, it's then Juna's turn. Uh, uh, so I currently don't have any bugs on me, is this correct? think so, yeah. Because Enkidu's got, got one. Enkidu's and then... blasted the third. Yeah, okay. Exactly, so, yeah, bug check. Gwendolyn's got still two on her. Uh-huh. Gaius has got one, uh-huh. but Enkidu and Juna are free of bugs. Cool. Um, and I'm next to Guy, aren't I? Yeah. yeah. I'll say, to be honest, as you're all sort of like, you're all within five feet of each other as you've been like sort of slapping bugs off of each other and like <laughs> gathering in. There's one of my trousers. <laughs> oh, then in that case, yeah, if Guy says that, Juna's going to go for the, the trouser one. Ah, as a free action, I drop my pants. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no! As a free action, I raise my eyebrow. Um, so yeah, melee attack. Amazing! Make your attack. Thirteen. Thirteen does hit. Yeah. Oh my god! Great. So there, two points of damage, you 
dumb bug. <laughs> um, I'll say the one on uh, Gaius's leg is still attached, but it does get like you whack it, and it's sort of like it's almost like slightly squished against his leg, even though it's like little hooks are still like <clears throat> going in there. And then I'm going to cast Green Flame Blade again, obviously, if everyone's within five feet, and send the green flame over to one of the ones on Gwen, please. Yeah. Uh, so roll your damage for that. Oh, that's a nine for damage. Nine points of damage, amazing. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say, Barbecue. yeah, one of the bugs, yeah, gets sizzled uh, and falls off of you, Gwendolyn. Oh. Uh, Junior, have you got anything else? Uh, no. Uh, it is then their turn. Uh, so yeah, at the top of the uh, the round, Gwendolyn and Gaius, you both take ten points of damage as the ones attached to you uh, continue to bite, uh, suck. There's a weird other feeling happening but then they make their attacks so Gwendolyn one of them uh, the same one that's already bitten you sort of, sort of bites in again so you take another 10 points of damage and Gaius I've got 16 AC now uh, of... yep I, oh. I rolled a 17 okay fine I've written down all of your ACs so I'm only saying the ones that actually attack uh, okay. like hit. and Gaius yeah again just one the same one sort of continues to hurt you so takes uh, you take another 10 points of damage cool Gwendolyn, it's your turn. Uh, she's getting really annoyed. So she is going to try and grab this final bug that's on her and like smash it into the ground is what she's trying to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and stomp on it. So do you think Amazing. that's two attacks? No, I'll count that as one. Okay. Sort of a pull off and a stamp. Okay, pull off and a stamp. Uh, that is a 16. 16 hits, yeah. Uh, nine points of damage. Nine points, amazing Very stuff. Very good at rolling sixes on sixes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so if you pull this off, throw it to the ground, stamp on it, and like wipe the last of them off of you, and they sort of you can see that they're kind of scurrying away across the floor. Yeah, uh, Gaius is still rolling around. Juno's just whacked him in the leg. Okay, uh, he's got his pants around his ankles. <laughs> I'm going to try and help put my friend out of uh, his misery with my second attack. Um, that is a seventeen. Seventeen also hits. So, yeah, I, I'm trying to do the same, pulling it off and smashing it under my boot. Amazing. Um, and, yeah, squelch. with that. Um, yeah, you oh. sort of pull this one off. Oh, squelch it with the other boot. I didn't roll damage. That's a six damage. Six, six. Amazing. That's, yeah, more than enough. Great. <laughs> and then, like, yeah, you use your last sort of little flurry just to, like, dust any of the last uh, bugs that you can see off of everybody. Um, and as quickly as it started, you all take a very deep breath, step off of the road... Again, still kind of feeling icky, but you're quite happy that there is nothing else on any of you. Oh, that was gross. What were they? Let's leave. Let's run. Yeah, I'm. I don't need to sleep anymore. Let's just. Let's just move. Let's move. Um, guys, do you you probably want to pull up your? um... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks. Um, He was just surveying the scene with his trousers around his ankles. Um, <laughs> he'll put himself back together and he will cast uh, a healing word to Gwendolyn, which will be at second level. And she only gets back a measly um, six. Sorry, I rolled two ones. That's all right. And guys will do the same. And he rolls a two and a four with a four. So that's going to be ten. He gets back ten. Nice. And grab the horses and go. Before we do that, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on myself at second level. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to just sort of give herself a little pat down. Ooh, ten. 
So I get 15 points of hit points back. Nice. And Kidu sneezes. <laughs> you called in Kidu. Uh, yeah, never cast this before. Yeah, I get an armour of cold. Oh. Ah, should wear off in an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Gwendolyn like goes near to Enkidu and like goes <sighs> near the armour to see if it like affects it like she's just like breathing on it. How does that work? Breathing on cold just, things. I, I think you just get missed. Oh, I guess. <laughs> does she write her name in the like? If, if I touch it, will it hurt me? Um, yeah, you should probably not touch it. I'm not going to touch it. Yeah, uh, pain and damage is reflected off the. Can armor. you scrape little bits of ice off and make a tiny snowman? Um, well, it's kind of like intangible. It's not like um, you know physical. Do you know what I mean? It's a magical force field. Not so much mm. like my armor just got cold. Gwendolyn is just like look like scrutinizing. <laughs> Does she actually see anything? Does it just look like his normal armor? Yeah, it's like a spectral frost. So you mm. can see something like maybe like a little faint little shimmer over the armor if i was to shoot a bolt at you would i get hurt because it's ranged no only if something actually touches me like physically oh are you able to get on your horse whilst you're like that hopefully i could just end the spell right i could just end the spell right <laughs> can i just do that <laughs> yeah you can you can end the spell um also i will i will right, drop my new right armor here. for fear that my friends are gonna touch it <laughs> or, or, or kill my own horse yeah, <laughs> yeah. freeze it to death for an hour underneath me like oh no but you all you do all finish yeah quickly packing up yeah. as hurriedly as you can just um, like constantly like wiping bits of leftover goo exactly you can almost <laughs> feel that they're like that feeling of like a bug crawling over <sighs> your skin again it's horrible <laughs> you pack up uh, and set off as quickly as you can and it's it's not long again about hour and a half before the sun starts to rise anyway so great sort of feeling of like things in the darkness quickly goes as you sort of edge towards lunchtime Gaius and Gwendolyn that like itchy feeling hasn't quite gone oh no for you like the whole day like Juna and Enkidu like you've kind of like brushed it off a little bit um but for for for, for Gwendolyn and Gaius like Gaius your leg is is particularly itchy uh Gwendolyn it's almost like something got onto like your side almost your, your ribs oh no um and bit you just there and like the whole day it's just like you can't stop <sighs> and as you sort of stop for a little bit during the day just to sit down and you know eat some lunch um yeah guy sort of you're scratching your leg and you, you pull up your trousers uh just a little bit to you know properly get in there and there's just a very soft glow underneath your skin oh no oh boy and that's where we're gonna end the episode oh, oh no uh, gross you'd have oh, to do no. some shit like to this to me at level nine do you know what comes for me at level 10 <laughs> fuck you david yes. What comes, what at, comes level at level 10? Purity of body, so I'm like going to be oh. like... But I'm one See, level away from that. So you're getting this in before <laughs> she levels up, David. <laughs> I might have had a quick look at everybody's abilities. <laughs> Fuck you! <Yeah. laughs> so it's on also Gwendolyn pretty. and me. Yeah. <laughs> you have been listening to... 
David Knight as your Dungeon Master. Chris Watts as Gaius. Daryl Bailey as Enkidu. Grace Kelly Miller as Gwendolyn. And Vicky Gaskin as Juna. With original music by David Knight. Please tell your friends, subscribe and follow us on all the social media. Thank you for listening to No Small Roles. And on for now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.